Good evening, this is Patrick Donahue. We appreciate you listening to Bible Crossfire. Bible Crossfire, as you can tell by the name, is a two-way street. We accept your calls, allow you to make Bible comments, allow you to ask Bible questions. Uh, but one thing we're going to do is we're going to tell you what the Bible says. We're not going to mince words. We're not going to beat around the bush. We're going to tell you exactly what the Bible says because the Bible is God's word. And if somebody tells you something different than what the Bible says, I don't care if they claim that God told them that. <laughs> I don't care what if they told you that they feel a certain way. That doesn't make any difference. It's what the Bible says, God's word, that matters in religion. It's the only thing that matters. You know, sometimes uh, people say we should leave off preaching on Bible issues like we do on this program and just emphasize love. But a passage like Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 says this, But speaking the truth in love. And so when we speak the truth and we do it in love, then we are loving people. That is the correct way to show our love for other people is by telling them the truth. We don't want to create any kind of false hope in them. Jim from Iowa, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yeah, I know a preacher has uh, been married three times. The girl he got married to has been married twice. None of those divorces were for fornication. Are they living in uh, adultery now? The Bible, I guess, says they are. According to the Bible, are they living in adultery right now? I'm going to read to you what Jesus said in Matthew 19.9. Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. So, Jim, based upon that verse, are they living in adultery right now? Yes. Yes, they are. Jesus, it's pretty clear, isn't it? How do you commit adultery? When you have relations? Is that how you commit adultery? Yeah. When you when you have relations with somebody you don't have a right to. So if I divorce my wife, let's say I do it for burning the biscuits and marry Betty, I don't have a right to Betty. So every yep. time I have sexual relations with her, I'm committing, committing adultery against the wife I'm supposed to be with, my wife, Carol. Make sense, Jim? Yeah, you're right, because uh, God's going to marry someone, and if you have no right to be married again, you're not in God's eyes, you're not married again. So, so we're uh, in this unscriptural marriage. It's an adulterous marriage. Every time they have relations with them, they're committing adultery. Now, so if they want to repent of that, Jim, what are they going to have to do? Either separate, or uh, that's probably the only thing they can do. But they'll just say, "Well, they have a house, they have kids, you know, they can't do that now." But that's the excuse. They got to get out of that marriage and seek reconciliation. With their original spouse. You know, in Ezra chapter 10, um, we have the um, some people that were married to some people they had no right to, and they were told to get out of that marriage. Uh, I'm looking at verse 44. It says, All these had taken strange wives, and some of them ha- had wives by whom they had children. So even though they had married these wives they had no right to, uh, and they had children... They were still told to get out of these marriages. I'm looking at verse 11. It says, Now therefore make confession to the Lord God of your fathers and do his pleasure and separate yourselves from the people of the land and from the strange wives. So God told them when they had married these wives that God had told them not to marry. 
He said, and some of them have even had children with these wives. He says, you got to get out, separate yourselves from these wives. And one thing I see, too, is if they can't get back with their original wife, they can't get married the rest of their life. That if they can't get back with their original wife? Yep, then they have to stay unmarried the rest of their life. Yep, and that's what we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 and 11. And we'll turn there. It says in verse 10, Unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband. But, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. So you're exactly right, Jim. The command is the wife is not to leave the husband. But let's say she does that. She sins and she departs from her husband. Well, this verse 11 says she's trying to be reconciled, but suppose that husband won't take her back for whatever reason. Then she has to remain unmarried. You're right, Jim. It's sort of funny. You can't. These guys, these preachers, they cannot be an elder because, yes, they have one wife, but they can be married three times and be a preacher. That don't make sense either. So. No, it doesn't make any sense. By church, most I would say 90% of the churches out there uh, across America, Jim, have compromised on this, and they just, oh, yeah. um, it's like the don't ask, don't tell policy. We don't care if you're in your second, third, or fourth marriage. We don't care if you're committing adultery. We just want to have you as a, be considered a faithful member here and contribute to uh, to the collection plate. Yep, I see what you're saying. Uh, hey, it's nice to talk to you. Somebody at least preaches what the Bible says now, so... Thank you for your call, Jim. Okay. Bye. And so, one a passage I'd like to read that that is the underlying reason why if a man or woman divorces their spouse for any reason other than fornication and marries another, it's adultery. The underlying reason is is talked about in Romans 7, 2, and 3. It says, For the woman which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. And when you see that word bound, think obligated. That's a good synonym there. The woman is obligated to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she should be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. So it envisions a woman who is married to a second man while her original husband is still alive. She's in adultery. So if we're in the state of Alabama and they'll allow us to get a divorce on reasons of incompatibility, uh, God doesn't recognize that that as a scriptural divorce. So when the person remarries after that, God doesn't recognize it as a scriptural marriage. He knows they're married all right. It's a sinful marriage, an adulterous marriage. This says while that original husband is still alive, if she's married to another man, she should be called an adulteress. And the reason is she's still bound to him. She's obligated to him, that original husband, for as long as he lives. Now, if he dies, that's a different story. She can remarry. But if he's still alive and she remarries, even if the state of Alabama or even if the state of Iowa says she can remarry, God says she can't. God says it's adultery. And if you, since adultery is sexual relations with somebody you don't have a right to, that means every time the man has those relations with this second or third wife, he has no right to her. He's cheating sexually against his original wife. If he's going to repent of that and be forgiven, he's going to have to get out of that second marriage, seek reconciliation with his original spouse. Now, this is the Old Testament law, and it's for a different reason, but we read in Ezra, here's some men who have taken strange wives, wives uh, uh, against where God had forbidden these wives they weren't supposed to take as their wives, 
Ezra 10, 11 says they needed to separate from those wives. They needed to separate. They had no right to them. Verse 44 says some of those men and women had children. They still had to separate because the marriage was not right in the sight of God. You can't continue to commit a sin and expect to be forgiven for it. you got to get out of that marriage. God will forgive any sin except the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit if a person's willing to repent. He'll forgive you if you commit murder, if you repent. He'll forgive you if you commit rape, God forbid, if you repent. He'll forgive even a homosexual if he'll repent and quit being a homosexual. And he'll forgive a person in an adulterous marriage if he'll quit committing adultery. If he gets out of that marriage, he quits quitting of adultery. He repents of it. God will forgive him, but he's not going to forgive him if he continues in that marriage, in that second or third marriage. He's not repenting. He's staying in it. If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. Should we just quit preaching on these Bible issues like divorce and remarriage and baptism and once saved, always saved, and just emphasize love? Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. So you really can't emphasize love without emphasizing what the Bible has to say on these issues. you got to preach the truth if you really love people. Just like if you love your child and they act up, you're going to discipline them. And if you don't discipline that, discipline them, whether that's a spanking or sending them to their room or whatever, if you don't do that, then you really don't love them. He that spares the rod spoils the child is what the book of Proverbs says. So just like that, I'm using that as an analogy. If we really love people, we're going to tell them the truth because we don't want them to be lost and spend forever in everlasting punishment. If we really love God, we're going to stand for what his word says. It doesn't matter if we offend people. Yes, we're supposed to be kind and nice and gentle. Definitely. But if we offend them because we're speaking the truth then we're offending them because we love them. We're doing exactly what we're supposed to do. In John 14, 21, Jesus said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him. So the person that loves God and that is going to be loved back by God in the sense of God, him being in a saved relationship with God, is the one that has God's commandments and keeps God's commandments. You can't love God and separate that from keeping his commandments. In John 14, 23, Jesus said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him. Again, we have to, to love God and be loved of him. In this sense, we have to keep his commandments. Ezekiel three eighteen. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. So here's a man that uh, is doing something that's wicked, and we have an opportunity to warn him, and we don't do it. Not only will he be lost because he's in wickedness, he hasn't repented of his sins, but his blood will be required at our hand. So it's our obligation to warn people who are in sin. And that's why we preach the truth on this program. Even on divorce and remarriage, as Jim brought out. Even on baptism. Even on everything, we preach the truth. No holes barred because we want to warn people 
so their blood won't be required at our hand. We love people and we want them to see the truth and change their ways so they can be saved. Heidi from Michigan, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, how would it work for someone if their husband left and divorced, or in my case, divorced me just because he doesn't love me anymore? So could I get married again? Well, when you say he divorced you because he didn't love you anymore, you did not cheat on him, right? That's what you're saying. No, no, he just decided he didn't want to be married anymore. Okay, let's go back to Matthew 19.9, and, and let's, Jesus, I think, directly answers that question. I'll tell you what, let's go to Luke 16.18, since we've already read Matthew 19.9, and this is, this is a parallel to Matthew 19.9, Luke 16.18. It says about the same thing, a little bit different. But listen to this verse, Heidi. It says, Whosoever, and Jesus is speaking here, Whosoever putteth away his wife and marrieth another, Committeth adultery, and whosoever marrieth her that is put away from her husband committeth adultery. Does that verse answer your? Um, does it address your specific situation, Heidi? Did you so catch in that? In other words, if I were to get remarried, even though my first husband left me and divorced me, I would be committing adultery. Right, because Jesus said, whoever marries the one that is put away. And in this case, you're the put away woman. He divorced you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it says, whoever marries that put away woman commits adultery. And the reason is, Heidi, I know this may be hard to take because you're not guilty of anything. But the reason is we, what we read in Romans 7, 2, and 3 that says a woman is bound to her husband or obligated to her husband as long as he lives. So even though he went in whatever state, I'm going to assume Michigan, in whatever state you're in, Michigan, and got a divorce against you. It was an unscriptural divorce. So th- that didn't change your situation, we might say, in the eyes of God. He he is still obligated or bound to you, and you're still obligated and bound to him. God yeah. still expects you guys to fulfill your vows together, and I'm sorry. He's not doing his part, but two wrongs don't make a right. If you were to remarry because you're still obligated or bound to him, Jesus said it's adultery. Didn't he say that, Heidi? Okay. All right. Oh, thank you. Now, Heidi, one thing. I don't want you to ever accept anything because I said it. You go study Matthew 19.9, Luke 16.18, and Romans 7, 2, and 3 for yourself, okay? Okay. Well, thank you for taking my time. Yeah, you're the one that's going to have to live with it. You be sure on what Jesus taught. It's pretty. I think it's pretty plain. Thank you, Heidi. You're welcome. Bye. Nick from Mississippi, go ahead with your question or comment, please. And make sure you have your radio turned down. Okay, I got it. Go ahead, Nick. Okay. Yeah, otherwise you'll get feedback. Okay. God, there's no man in the world who God put together. Every marriage is not, my opinion, is not put together by God. And my mother made me get married because I'm pregnant. And then we get a divorce. And I remarried. That's a sin. Well, if if your first marriage was a scriptural marriage, was was your first marriage was that your first husband, right? His first, yes. That my parents 
made us get married, I think. Okay. And was that his first marriage? The one you, the guy you married, was that his first marriage? Yes, that would be his first marriage. All right. So you had a scriptural marriage. And then who divorced who? Did you divorce him or did he divorce you? Uh, I said he divorced me. I'm just saying, for example. Yeah, okay, for example. And, and and he divorced you. You didn't do anything wrong. He just divorced you because he didn't want to be married to you anymore? Yes. Yeah, so that's an unscriptural marriage. And y'all are still obligated or bound to each other, as Romans 7, 2, and 3 says. So neither one of you have a right to remarry. God, when y'all got married and said those vows, God expects y'all to stay together. Until death do us part. That's what Romans 7, 2, and 3 says. You're bound. The wife is bound to the husband as long as he lives. So if your husband is still alive, you're still bound or obligated to him. You follow what I'm saying? That's Romans 7, 2, and 3. Oh, okay. Because I've just misinterpreted because I've just said, you know, God don't put... I mean, I was like, God don't put every marriage together. It depends. God, every marriage is either scriptural or unscriptural. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, based upon what you told me, your marriage was scriptural according to God's word. Therefore, God did put you together. He authorized, what that means is, He authorized y'all to be together and, and, and perform marital duties toward each other. It was a scriptural marriage. And so, that means that you're obligated to Him as long as He lives. Okay, although you really, I mean, you. Neither one of you really want to get married, but like I say you were made to get married because one of you, you know. Well, nobody can ever really make you do something that you don't want to do. You you do you you choose to do it. Now they may have put pressure on you, but you didn't. You chose to do yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying. But people still, I mean, if you're young, you you know your parents say, okay, you got to get, you get married because you're pregnant. Uh-huh. Y'all yeah, need to so, marry y'all, you know, because y'all don't commit it. Well, you committed sin from the beginning. Yeah, that that doesn't change. You know. Yeah, that that wouldn't change the fact that what you okay. had was a scriptural marriage. Oh, okay. So, so you're bound or obligated him as long as, as I told the previous caller. It, what's your first name again? Annette. Annette. As I told the previous caller, I don't want you to ever accept anything because I said it. So I want you to go back and read. Study Matthew nineteen nine, Luke sixteen eighteen, and Romans seven two and three for yourself. Okay. What was the last? Uh, Romans seven two and three. Oh, okay. Thank and and by the way, Annette, if you want to talk, if you want to talk more about this, send me an email at biblecrossfire at email dot com, and I'm speaking to any um, any of our listeners. You can talk to me at any time during the week, and we can discuss the Bible uh, as much as you want. I, I like to do that over email, or we could do it over the phone. But you send me an email, and my email address is BibleCrossfire at email.com. Now, not Gmail, but email.com. BibleCrossfire at email.com, and we can talk uh, as much as you want to about the Bible. I, I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that. Abby from Pennsylvania, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Hello, um, I'm calling. I'm a first-time caller, and I just started listening to your uh, show. And I have a question. Uh, when you, when I hear you tell people that uh, you're bound to someone for life, whether you're well, if you're divorced, how how exactly is that? What what do you mean by that? Or what does God mean by that? Because, I, I mean, so many people get divorced, not necessarily because they chose to, but their spouse decided to leave. 
Um, yeah, so, so, so well, what, what I God said that the... Go ahead. God, God, God said in verse Romans 7, 2, the woman which hath a husband is bound, and that word simply means obligated, obligated, bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. Now, an unscriptural divorce doesn't change that. It never says anywhere that an unscriptural divorce changes that. So divorce does not change the fact that a person is bound or obligated to that spouse as long as they live. God expects you, you to... by obligated or, or bound? What does that mean? If, the per, if your spouse moves on and marries someone else, how am I obligated or bound to him? What, what, it, what, can you clarify that language? Because I am confused by that. Okay. Well, the main thing that we're talking about tonight is, is that means that you cannot remarry somebody else. Let me read for you the passage I read a while ago, Luke 16, 18. I read this for the uh, is it this last caller or the caller before. Jesus is speaking in Luke sixteen eighteen, and remember it's Jesus is the one that decides the answer to these questions. He says, Whosoever putteth away his wife and marrieth another committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away from her husband committeth adultery. So here's a man that divorces his wife unscripturally. He marries another, he's committing adultery. But then Jesus says Talking about the woman that got put away, whoever marries her that is put away from her husband committeth adultery. But that's because it was an unscriptural divorce. They're still bound or obligated to one another. So if either one of them goes out and remarries, they're committing adultery. Gotcha. So in other words, um, if your spouse leaves you and you choose not to remarry, you then do not commit adultery. You're just, you just, you're not. Right. you're, you're clear. So basically, yeah. God wants us to pursue the rest of our lives uh, single, um, and that's what that's what God wants for us. Yeah, the, yeah. We read First Corinthians seven ten eleven where it said that the wife is not to depart from the husband, but if she does, there will remain unmarried to be reconciled. And so, if you can't reconcile to that spouse. Who's, un, who's put you away unscripturally, then you have to remain unmarried because you can't go out and marry. That would be committing the sin of adultery. Daniel from Oregon. Go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Well, I was going to just... Uh, I understand that Jesus said that a, that a person uh, is, is not committing or not committing adultery or can otherwise leave their spouse for the reason... Of, of infidelity. So if a if a spouse leaves another spouse for whatever reason, and then after they leave, a particular spouse commits uh, adultery by being with other people, then the spouse who was left, it seems to me, would be free to remarry. Well, but we just read a passage that shows that's not true, Daniel. Jesus said, whoever puts away his wife and marries another committeth adultery. So here's a man that's divorced his wife unscripturally. He marries another, so he's committing adultery. It still says, whoever marries her that is put away from her husband committeth adultery. And the reason is, is even though that man is now committing adultery, it's the, the, the original wife can't divorce him for that adultery because they're already divorced. So Jesus said, whoever marries her that is put away from her husband commits adultery. Even a husband that's now committing adultery. Do you see that from Luke sixteen eighteen, Daniel? 
Well, I hear what look you're at, saying, but, but well, my, look my, at the my, verse. My, 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 I don't. I don't need. Well, to, I'm I not trying to twist I, I your can't. arm. I don't. I, I don't have. I don't have the word of God in front of me. But, but right. My you're you're is, probably driving. Jesus also didn't. Didn't Jesus also say that a person can't divorce under the conditions of infidelity? Correct. Right. Right. In this case, okay, though, now, the woman. That, here's, here's my here's my follow up question. Okay. If a person, if a person divorces because the other spouse committed infidelity, and the person who, once they're divorced because their spouse committed infidelity, they can remarry. Correct. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go off the air, Daniel. We got to go, and uh, yeah. But so if a man divorces his wife unscripturally and remarries, he's committing adultery. But that original wife can't divorce him for the infidelity because they're not married anymore. Impossible for her to divorce him. And Jesus said, whoever marries her which is divorced commits adultery. Again, we're going to have to go off the air. Send me an email to talk about this further. BibleCrossfire at email.com. BibleCrossfire at email.com. We can talk about it.